Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tamarindo Podcast listeners. We are doing something really special today. We are here with our friends, visiting our friends at Meet2, the leading digital media company connecting with folks like us, the 200%, 100% American, 100% Latino. We did our homework. <laughs> so joining us is Vanessa Vigil and Ben de Jesus. And we're going to invite each of you to introduce yourself in just a moment. I'm going to pass it to Ana Sheila. So Vanessa, let's start with you. What do you do and why? What's your why? Well, uh, thank you guys. I'm so excited. I have followed you guys from, I think, the very beginning. Yay! Brenda, like that. we won't even talk how far back <laughs> we go, but I'm excited to be on. Um, so I am the chief brand officer here, which means basically um, I oversee the content team, everything you see kind of on our socials and our brands and how we represent our content and our community. Um, that's all part of the amazing team that, you know, that I have and that puts content out, whether it's editorial, social. Um, and then we work really closely with the studios team and the why. Oh, my gosh. I I just I loved this company when I was a client on the agency world. And um, because I just feel like it really gets us, it gets our experience as U.S. Latinos and how we grew up. And um, I just love getting to like do that every single day and represent that every single day. That's awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. We're so grateful for all yeah. you do with all your brands. And Thank how about you. you, Ben? What do you do and what's what's the why behind it? Sure. Well, I'm uh, the chief creative officer of NGO Me Too, but my uh, kind of my day job, so to speak, is I, I also say that I'm like chief storyteller. So I run the studios division and I oversee all of the uh, branded productions and all of the originals productions. So it's exciting. Uh, everything from like commercials that we do on behalf of clients to long form content. And now that we've launched our Me Too TV OTT platform, we're doing even more like a super high volume of content every month. And we're just looking to increase that. And the reason I do it is because I feel really like inspired to tell my people's stories and to represent us in media. I mean, when you look at media, it's really the most powerful representation for better or for worse. I mean, we've seen both ends of that. But I feel like if if I want to be part of the solution, I really want to get in there, roll my sleeves up and tell stories that matter to to me and to the community at large. So that's my why. Yeah, thank you. Okay. This is so <laughs> super exciting. So we're going to do a little fun game. There's like no winners, no losers. So very low stakes. Uh -oh. <laughs> There's no very low stakes. And um, basically, I'm going to tell you a little something and you're going to tell me whether you think this is a matraca, in other words, worth celebrating, okay. or if it's a basura, like we're over it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> what are you talking about? So okay. we'll start with, well, since we were talking a little bit about Latino um, representation in media, this is a little tidbit that I pulled from an op-ed today. This was in the LA Times. It was written by some folks at USC Annenberg. And it's all about Latino representation in media and reflecting on Flaming Hot, the new movie that, that is uh, recently released. So this is a little tidbit. It says, among the 1,600 top-grossing films from the last 16 years, only one out of every 320 had a Latina director. Only one was directed by a Mexican-American woman. In other words, you're more likely to know a person hit by lightning or to be born on February 29th <laughs> than to see a top-grossing film with someone like Eva Longoria. So is this little factoid basura or matraca? And what are your reflections on it? Maybe let's start with Vanessa. Oh, my gosh. I feel... 
so much pressure. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's bittersweet, but I'll give it a basura because there is so much talent. You know, it's not for lack of talent in our community. Um, it's, you know, it's lack of opportunity. And, you know, that's something that we're trying to change. And I know, you know, Ben and, and working with John is, is a big part of trying to change that. So um, for me, there needs to be more. Those numbers are unacceptable. So yes, yeah. definitely. And what about you? Ben? I agree. I think it's straight trash. Yes. Basura. Basura. We need more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's like incredible. And Eva, by the way, she's done an incredible mm-hmm. job with it. Like the directing on it is amazing. And uh, I was able to, to kind of see a cut and I'm going on, a, you know, on Saturday to the premiere, but it's amazing. And so like Vanessa said, it's not for lack of of talent out there is really for lack of opportunity and shots. Mm-hmm. And and what tends to happen to is like once we have a movie out there that's a Latino theme or Latino storytelling, it's like all the hopes and 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 kind of the risk of the entire industry, our whole community rest on whether in the heights is like a blockbuster or not. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. when you look at other communities, they don't have to f- succeed every single time. They're right allowed one. to fail. And so we need that room to fail too. Like it's not just like everything is gonna be you know, Oscar worthy, but that's okay. Yeah. Give us a chance to fail. Give us a chance. So I think it's straight trash. Yes. Very good. Very good. Well, and I'll say something on that too, is I think to that point that you want like that one, we get so few chances. And I feel like a lot of times our community maybe misunderstands and they think like this one is supposed to be everything to everyone. And I'm Mm. like, it's not like, and it's why we have to support these projects so that there can be others, right? There is not one American movie that represents and satisfies the entire like U.S. population. There's not one black movie that represents and satisfies the entire population. So why, you know, there is so much pressure on our projects, but that's all the more reason why support it. Like, even if you think it's just okay, support it because that means more will come. But if you trash it and like it dies, then, you know, the data is just there to say like, oh, that was too risky. We're not doing it again. Yeah, the stakes are higher for us. Absolutely. Okay, so here's a little even harder, even harder question. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this a basura matraca? Pineapple on pizza. What do you think, (laughs) Vanessa? (laughs) For me, it's a matraca. I love sweet and savory. What about you, Ben? Matrasura. Matrasura. Yes, matrasura. Uh, It means a little bit of both. It depends how I'm feeling. (laughs) What mood you're in. You can never get hungover. If it has ham on it, I'm I'm, I'm more flexible. Yeah, what else would it have? I'm pizza fluid when there's ham involved. I love, okay, ham and pineapple. With jalapeno, too. If you get like. Did I misuse that? No, I think you did. I think you're good. Topping fluid. My bad. Okay, one more on this topic. Jalapeño on pizza. Matraca or basura? What, you, what about you, Anastasia? By the Y'all way, you're playing here. Jalapeño. You like jalapeño. Yes, yes, yes. More yes, chile yeah. than bad. I like the piña and jalapeño both. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's, nice. that's a good combo. Um, that's a good combo. I'm a bad Mexican because I'm kind of weak when it comes to spice. Say, so same. for me, I'll, like, I'll add it as I like it. So for me, it's a basura for me personally. But. Yeah. What about you? Jalapeño well, on the pizza? I'm Puerto Rican, so I have to say that our, our level of pepper connoisseur uh, <laughs> ship is a little bit lower on okay, the scale. Okay. We either have like Goya pica or nothing <laughs> so like jalapeno is even above pique so i'm gonna have to say uh, i'm sorry basura basura <laughs> goya pique is that like it's, oh you could put it on arroz con gandules you is could it put like, it on sauce, like a hot sauce it's like a it's a almost spice. like um it's like tomato sauce no no it's it's, uh, it's almost like uh it has bits of onions and peppers in it in mm. an olive oil type of mix it's so like pica, a, pero pica, pero poquito. 
yeah, muy poquito. Sounds like, like it pica good, like, yeah, like yeah. they say in the movie. And respect to Ana Sheila, who was at these studios not that long ago, eating ex extremely spicy oh, oh, yeah. chiles that I, I would have died. I, I would have absolutely died. So I'm with you. I'm a bad Mexican, too. <laughs> I am a bad Mexican. Okay, a couple more questions here. What is, uh, I'll ask you, Ben, first. Basura or Matraca? Live action remakes. Live action of like remakes. kids movies that we yeah, watched. I just saw the Little Mermaid the other day when my daughter loved it. Oh, and I so love like, that. And she loved the cartoon and she was singing all the songs on the way home. I'm going to say Matraca. Matraca. I like it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I, I want new ideas out there, but listen. Some of them are good. I want to see them a new take. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Vanessa? I, I agree. I'm going to give it a matraca. I think that there's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it would be nice to see more originality. I know we all roll our eyes at remakes. Um, but, you know, I as someone who's worked in marketing, I always, I also kind of commend like, this is marketing genius, right? Because they're now tapping multiple generations in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, us as parents now, our nostalgia. And I like that they are able to sort of, I don't want to say correct, but maybe retell certain parts of the stories, right? The hindsight of being like, oh, in the 90s, like what we just accepted, maybe, you know, let's let we think about things differently now, you know, 30, 40 years later, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't, you know, have the damsel in distress. Let's make her a little bit different. More so we get power. to retell yes. it, um, but still keeping really true. So I think it's it's fun. I think it's great. Overall, Matraca. Yeah. What about you, Ana Sheila? How, how, how do you feel about the live action remix? Well, I like what Vanessa just shared about um, really taking it as an opportunity to change the story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's fix the problematic parts of a lot of these yeah. movies that we grew up with mm -hmm. in the 90s, right? Like, I know folks that don't let their, didn't let their kids watch The Little Mermaid because of, you know, this woman basically gave up her voice, right? Yeah. To be with a man, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Oh my yes. God, it's so blatant, right? Wow. <laughs> but, you know, we, we know that that's, that not, that's not how it ends, right? <laughs> but like, you know, like yeah. these remakes have an opportunity to tell the story differently yeah. and for new generations. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. And the only thing I'll add to this is that what I petition to the world is that I want a remake of Clarissa Explains It All with Latinas. That's what I want. What, what needs to be remade with Latinos or Latinas or Latinx folks? You know, my, my partner, John Leguizamo, has a good, this is giving me time to think of it and giving yeah. me time. But he has a good point about like movies in general. Like some of the movies don't matter. Like if you just make the characters without changing the story Latino, it already is more representative. Right. So it's right, like right. for me. It doesn't have to be a Latino story. It doesn't. Like, right. so if we're going to remake something or if we're going to do something again, like one of my things is like do stuff that is not always trauma driven. Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of times we do things that are like from the victimization or victimized point of view because it's the reality that we live in. But like media is so powerful that if you're going to do stuff, like sometimes it could just be a regular family mm -hmm. that happens to be Latino. Right. Or absolutely. a regular hero that happens to be Latino. So hopefully that gave Vanessa time to think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I have yeah, one yeah. ready if y'all don't have Yeah, yeah go for it. Just because yeah. I'm thinking about being a little kid. So yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite cartoons when I was little was the Rugrats. Mm -hmm. So I would love the Rugrats with like little Latino kids. Yeah. Like, talking about little Latino. Car like, cartoon or like real? Mexican references. I, it could be either. But maybe. Yeah. It would be fun maybe, to make that yeah. live action. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of Rugrats. along the same lines as Ana Sheila. Like um, I was thinking of like the Simpsons and how that was just kind of a very like everyday family but also very like 
real and imperfect and sort of the comedy. And like, I think that would be really fun with a Latino lens I on like what that. it was like literally to grow up Latino, like in a home like that. I love it. I how love about, it. How about Willy Wonka? I love Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now with Mexican candy and Mexican candy. Yeah, oh my candy gosh, please. That kids. would be amazing. Tamarindo everywhere. Right? Yes. Or a Caribbean <laughs> Tamarindo <movie>. River. <laughs> the river of chocolate. Yes. The river of oh my God, yes. Okay, that's a great idea. <laughs> Somebody take notes. I love this. Okay, you have both won this game. So <laughs> great job. This is fantastic. So now we're going to pivot to our actual interview. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to start with you, Vanessa. So this is a question in both for both of you, but I'll start with you, Vanessa. I We both really like this concept of the 200%. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. We love that. We love thinking of our identity as not a deficit, but an asset that mm-hmm. we're more, you know, mm-hmm. we're plus. And so I would love for you to expand on that. What does that mean? What does that concept mean to you? Tell us a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, um, I think, it, you know, So Smart has obviously coined at, at Mithu before my time, but uh, really kind of put on the map by this company. And I think, yeah, it's a, it was a shift for this generation that, you know, I think a lot of times growing up Latino for previous generations was like, you know, that code switching, whereas like you, you're more Latino at home, you're more Latino in certain settings, but then, you know, you get into school or you get into work and you have to kind of like tone it down and you have to sort of always be finding that balance. And I think, you know, what Mithu did so well for this generation was exactly what you said. It was like, no, like more is more like we get we get both. We don't have to be, you know, we don't have to be divided. We get to have it all. And it's and it's better. And like we like to say, right, it's like being so extra is is even better. Um, And so I think there was a real empowerment in that. There was a real like we don't have to be ashamed of this anymore. You don't have to like feel that you know, if you have a burrito for your lunch, like, oh, let me like skirt in the corner because it's different than everybody else's. It's like, no, like be proud about it. Um, And so I think especially in the age of like digital and social, that became that became what this company was able to do. Right. It's like, look, there's others like you. There's a whole community of us that grew up like this. Um, And I just love that. That's what, you know, we've accomplished and we continue to kind of work towards is like, we're not alone. Like this, and this is actually a really amazing, empowering thing, right? That we grew up bilingual. We get to we get to have it all. Like I love so. it. Yes. And Ben, what would you add to that? No, I think being Latino is a superpower. And like having both of those cultures to tap into makes you extra in a in a really great way, a powerful way. So like maybe the generation before and maybe some of our parents, especially like I find this on the West Coast, they didn't necessarily want us to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. It was just a different but it was because they were experiencing so much discrimination. And I think, look, we still have that, but still it's like to be able to embrace it and own it and celebrate our culture. Like that makes you more powerful. That makes you at least 200%. So I'm, I'm excited about us kind of being at the tip of the spear for our community with that. Beautiful. Yeah. And speaking about that, I mean, you've had your hands on some really exciting projects that um, uplift Latinx history and pride. So a little bit more on why do you tell these stories and what do you have coming up? Yeah, well, I, I've always been like into pop culture and like a news junkie, a history junkie and all kinds of things. And but I was in theater. So like when I was younger, I used to idolize um, John Leguizamo, who's now one of our partners. Yeah. But I idolized him because I wanted to be on Broadway. So I always had like this idea of like I'm looking to people that look like me. There was like word diversity and all that stuff wasn't really taking hold at that point. But I knew in my my heart that there's something about seeing somebody that looks like me that is somehow driving me 
towards whatever my destiny or my path or my calling in life is. So I was able to hone in on that more and more over the, the last few years. And I just feel like there's probably a lot of kids or people that, that were like me when I was younger that need that. Like, if you don't know what's possible, if you don't see that there's the diary of the female president or all these things, it's like, it really has an effect on your own kind of thought of what's my potential. And so now that I figured that out in my own life, I just can't stop. It's like, I want to tell these stories. I want to celebrate. I want to show people like the rich history and the rich contributions that we've done. And, and now I've been able to turn it into a business and it's just, it's awesome. I have to say, I feel like I'm living the dream because I'm working in my purpose, but I'm also making a, a, a business out of it. Yeah, you can really okay. see your, your passion for that. And I think it's really inspiring this full full circle moment that you used to admire John Lewis, someone who you are working on this on this project with him, right? Yeah, no, it's been amazing. I still like it's still like I'm not ever really used to it totally like and I don't want to like we just shot yesterday. We just shot the last day after six years working on a project called American Historia, the untold history of Latinos. And it was based on the show that we produced on Broadway for his called a Latin history for morons available on Netflix. If you want to see it <laughs> yeah. plug, but that was comedy. And that was what John is known for. And it right. had a little more of that, that spin on it. But him and I, six years ago, we were like, we wanted to have a little more gravitas and like, mm -hmm. what if we took these stories and expanded on it and talked about the, the amazing war heroes that Latinos have had. Like we've been in every single war since before the birth of this country, Latinos have been on the front lines, literally before the revolutionary war, we were there. Like our gold, our silver was donated to help Washington pay for the troops. But now I feel this sense of responsibility. Like if I don't tell these stories, I'm not waiting for somebody else to, I don't trust, you know, that it's going to happen. So just take matters into our own hands. And so that's some, one of the things we're working on. We just finished a six episode, uh, series called uh, Leguizamo Does America, which uh, was on MSNBC and Peacock. And uh, we traveled around the country and went to Latino communities that you wouldn't expect, like in Washington, D.C., and in Chicago, in Miami, Puerto Rico, L.A., and so on. And we went in and we just said, you know what? Like the travel shows, they'll come and do the, the Cuban restaurant in Miami. Oh, yeah. CNN, they want to see Cuban food. They're going to go to Versailles. That's off the list. Why don't we go to the next version of the next generation, whether it's in food or music or the arts or politics. And so those are the stories that we told and we're hoping we get a season two. Super excited. We're going to subscribe to all of, watch it all. Thank and you. anytime you talk about John Leguizamo, I have to think about Romeo and Juliet. Like, <laughs> I always think of that too. Oh my God. I love it. Like, I love project. it. I love the entire look. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so but Vanessa, now I'd like to shift and talk a little bit about um, well, you know, Me Too does fantastic work, and and I love, too, that there's almost like, you know, different brands, different divisions. Mm -hmm. And I would like to talk a little bit about what it means to empower Latinas specifically. Mm -hmm. So can you speak to some of the work that Me Too does for yeah. Latinas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, our audience is largely Latina, and you'd be surprised even on Me Too, kind of the flagship brand. That's still 70% Latina. Um, and Fierce by Me Too, which started in 2017, um, that is dedicated to to Latinos. Obviously, it's much more our female vertical. Um, and yeah, so, you know, a lot of what as a platform as a whole and fears, especially, you know, it's interesting because all of these brands and verticals do have like I, I refer to them kind of like their primos within a family yeah. or siblings <laughs> within a family. Like there is a, a through line in a relationship, but they are 
um, they have their distinct personalities and kind of the communities behave a little bit differently and tolerate different things and gravitate to different things. Um, and I love that. I think, you know, it's nice to have that nuance and to know sort of how you feed each of those. Um, but yeah, as a whole, Mitu has always been about being a platform to you know, amplify Latino creators, Latino storytelling in whatever medium, right? In the digital space, obviously that has shifted and it shifts every single day. <laughs> like what platform it is, how long, what type, you know, vertical, horizontal, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's always been about that. And so, you know, a lot of what we do is really to amplify those, um, whether it's business owners, um, storytellers, entrepreneurs, um, we're really focused on continuing to tell those stories. And so similar to, you know, when Ben was talking about kind of going deeper than sort of the obvious surface of what people think of, like, as what this is a, you know, sort of a, the iconic Latina. We love that. Obviously, there's always a place for celebrity on our feeds. Um, and we support that. But we try to always also think and, and scour for the people that aren't in the spotlight yet, right? Aren't like the macro influencers have it are not, you know, like we're so happy for the ones that have made it into Ulta Beauty and Target. And we're like, that's amazing. And we're so happy to be on that journey. But like, who's next? Who needs that visibility to get to the next level? And um, so we're always looking for that, you know, like we kind of make that our mission. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I really love how thoughtful you are when it comes to that, that yeah. approach. I think that's really helpful for a lot of folks that are, you know, because yeah. I feel like it's hard. To, once you make it, you've like made it and it's so easy. So yeah. many opportunities come to you, but it's when before you get to that. Yeah. To like that. who's like just under that cusp. Yeah. And so send us that. recommendations too. Yes. If you guys have any, like you, these should be on your radar, put them on a carousel, give them an editorial shout out. We would love that. So. Beautiful. Um, so we've been talking about Latinx representation in media throughout, throughout this interview, but mm -hmm. What progress have y'all seen since you're so close to it? What have you, what have you, what are you really proud of and, and what opportunities are, do you still see? Um, ben, we'll start with you. Sure. Well, um, last Saturday night, I went to like a dinner that there's something called, maybe I shouldn't say, it, it's called La Cena. And it's like Latino Hollywood has this little dinner, like 30 or 40 people. Now that, that you told us you have to invite all our listeners. It's good. Oh, I just got on the <laughs> list. I'll be honest. Know. He just made, he just made the, host. he just, Ben just we're, made the cut. I, 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 by the way, I did. I literally just made the cut. But we were there. You're we gonna were get, celebrating. You're going to get kicked out for kicked out. giving away all the secrets. It's so good. It's so good. Because it was, the, the for this one, was celebrating Eva. Yeah. And so Becky G hosted the dinner with Cressa Brego, who's like a, a television mogul. I saw the stories. Yeah, so oh, yeah, it's out. So, it's out. Oh, yeah. so cool. So you, don't, yeah, yeah, so you haven't revealed any secrets, just, yeah, just that you're that invited. Yeah. 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 By the way, there was two parties. There was one that was like the beginning, the dinner. I was like, oh, okay, then there was oh, I'm not at the hour. kid's table. Okay. <laughs> I was looking around. I was sitting next to Mayan Lopez and I'm like, I was like, we didn't, we didn't get booted to the little table in the back. <laughs> but then there was another party that was bigger. But anyway, the point I say is that that room was a really good like litmus test of where we are. Mm. And like when Chris and Becky were, were talking about it, I call her Becky, by the way. <laughs> so when she was up there and they yeah, were talking about faces. like, we got to <laughs> celebrate each other's wins and we have, you know, this movie out and this one. And then John is doing this with Ben. It was like, cool. And even just seeing how many, and Chris Abrego said it too. He was like, I think I'm forgetting something because there's probably so many of these things that we're doing now. So like the answer is like anecdotally, like we are moving the needle. There's progress being made. And I think it's because we're we're having these like madrinas and big sisters and big brothers who are like a little more intentional and have more clout. 
like Gloria Kelly Calderon has mm -hmm. multiple shows on air. She's a big showrunner. She's kind of like Arshonda Rhimes for people who know television. Yeah. And yeah. so once you get that next generation above and they're opening doors for the next generation below, that's where it's going to become like critical mass. Like yeah. right now isn't enough to just have Gloria and Tanya Siracho. It's like we need like 10 of them. And I don't know. I just see I just see it moving in the right direction. But we got to be loud like mm -hmm. we got to. We got to be a little more like I think the black community did it really well. Like they were like, no, we're going to take what's ours and take it or leave it. And guess what? Hollywood took it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we need to be a little more intentional. So uh, I'm excited about the path ahead, but I, I do see progress, but much more to be made. Yeah. What about you, Vanessa? Would you add anything? No, I mean, I don't, I don't have too much more to add, but I I'm glad that you touched on like what the black community has done well, because that's something I, I always think about is they are so supportive of one another. It there's, and I think that that's the key, right? That's the key that if you make it afford opportunities, be a mentor, like give someone a chance, like really, really be committed to that because that really is how we sort of lift each other up. Um, and it is, it's, you know, it's, it's when one wins, they all win. And so mm -hmm. I think that's, that's super important for us to remember as a community. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're trying to do more of it. We've done some, you know, mentorship programs here with the studio as well. And I know we want to do a lot more of it. We've had interns and, um, you know, I wish we could just do more and more, but I think it's like, it is so important to, you know, afford those opportunities to people because it's, you know, we don't, our community is not maybe as well networked in the traditional sense. Like we may not have parents who work at studios. Mm -hmm. And so we, how do we create that network and that ecosystem in other ways? We always love to end our interviews with our rapid fire questions, our matracas, basuras, and calmas. So okay. we'll start with Ben. What do you okay. want to give your, we'll do your matraca first. Oh, my matraca. So what do you likes, want to give a matraca to? Yeah, what are you matraca celebrating? Too? What are you celebrating? Yeah. I'm celebrating, um, I'm so proud of our studio team and, and what we're doing here. The work that we're doing here is really like, I'm, my mind is blown. Like, I know we put out, like, you know, you put a PowerPoint together and then you, it all looks good on paper, but to see it come together and to see a plan come to fruition is really exciting. So right. celebrate it. Yes. Double down on that. Y'all have an amazing team and I'm happy to have gotten to see a little bit of the magic that y'all create here. You're our, our in-house squatter. Yeah. You're yeah. always yeah. welcome yeah. here. Oh, here y'all. Pretty good at ping pong. Yeah. All right. Squatting you too. With Anna Shayla's plaque on it. Yes. <laughs> I love that, actually. Um, all right. Um, what, are what are you putting in La Basura? La Basura? I think self-doubt, <laughs> like mm -hmm. sometimes I, I struggle with that in my own, like not to get too personal, but it's like, you know, like the old imposter syndrome. And sometimes you kind of you sell yourself short. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to really like be more, give myself a little more credit and, and celebrate the wins because sometimes a win happens and I'm already thinking about what didn't happen or what's mm -hmm. next. And I, I got to I got to enjoy the ride. Uh, as it's going. Yeah. Yes. Self-doubt, la basura. Basura. Yes, yes. Lots of folks put it <laughs> Or should there. I hear this? It's coming out. And it's so interesting because, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, this person's so successful. I'm sure they don't have any yeah. self-doubt, but it's like everybody goes through this. Yeah. So it's reminding yourself yeah. that like we all go through this and celebrating those wins and also having people that affirm you and, and remind you to, to celebrate. Yeah. All right. So what about your calma? What's giving you calma? Oh, my calma is um, just seeing things work and feeling like, okay, the fruits of my labor are coming to yeah. to reality, like just accepting it. 
like mm-hmm. being like, okay, this is working and it's okay to have some bumps along the way, but I'm trying to find like a little more Zen in my life where I'm not letting all my circumstances like dictate my moods. And so just trying to keep centered. All right, Vanessa, your turn. All right. So, so matraca. what's getting your matraca? matraca? All right. We're going into summer, although it hasn't felt like it in L.A. But <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I love, and I think because I'm getting I'm getting to my senora era. I am 41 years old. I'm not afraid. I'm this so is so like, yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love seeing this like body positivity. I love seeing that like women, younger women, especially younger than me, are just like embracing everything about their bodies, wearing form-fitting clothing. Like, it's so different than, I think, the insecurities that I feel like I grew up with. You know, it's that typical... You always hear that anecdote, like, you look back at pictures of yourself and, like, you thought you were fat then and then you're not. And then you're like, it's like, always appreciate what you have. Mm -hmm. And I see, like, this generation of women really embracing that. Like, really just so comfortable and beautiful and, like, radiating in whatever body shape they have, whatever they look like and supporting each other. And I just like, I love that. And I love that we're seeing it more in like from big brands, right? Like I love that when I go to Old Navy, like I see that gene on three different body types. Like that is progress. I like that like Target doesn't, you know, Photoshop cellulite out of bathing suit models. Like I'm like, finally, finally, like, you know, we dealt with an entire generation of that insecurity. And um, I love that. That's what I'm saying. We get to celebrate that progress for sure. Um, What about Basura? Basura. Um, Gosh, I think, you know, I think uh, my mind goes to like Florida and a lot of these policies (laughs) that I'm like, and I also just, I just think it's like, (laughs) hilarious that's like what did you think was going to happen with your crops and like you know now congratulations you get $18 orange juice like I I just like you know I think it's it's funny that like you know just these ideas that like are so simplistic about what people don't want and you know who who our immigrant community is and the threats that they pose and it's like it's just it's so short-sighted and it's so ignorant and I just you know, I, there's a little bit of like a getting satisfaction from kind of seeing how <laughs> seeing it all like, blow up the in their faces. Yes, like, come on. What did you think yes. was going to happen? Like that is a, such like this. You know, this country runs on that community and and that labor and how how can we dismiss it and so you know yeah big time basura, bit of, basura. Yeah. basura. basura. absolutely yes. sure. <laughs> yeah, and then my calma. I don't know a combo of stuff. I've been trying to like. If I can take, you know, I'm in back-to-back meetings, like a lot of us are. If I can step out for a walk while I'm having one of those meetings, especially a stressful one that I'm like, all right, this one I don't have to be on camera. I don't have to be in front of my computer. Um, That helps. I think just general body movement. I know you're like, you know, super into fitness, Brenda. Like like both are just like, but (laughs) yes, that is, you know, even when you don't feel like it afterwards, I'm like, like every time I work out, sometimes I'll I'll do CrossFit a few days a week. And it's just like that. I'm like, endorphins are an amazing thing. They're so <laughs> like, amazing. It's just I like, just started a new CrossFit yeah, gym. And it's I love like, it. yeah, look at all the I love things it, I, love I can it. lift. So yes. We got to go hiking. We are talking before <laughs> the show about going hiking. We got to go. Yes. Now that Listeners, we're going to have another Tamarindo hike. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do like a Tamarindo Sashmitu hike. Yes, right absolutely. Yeah, okay, yes. We will make, make that happen. Yeah. 
All right. Well, with that, that concludes our special episode at Me Too, Tamarindo and Me Too with our primos. We're, we're Anna Shane Squads. Um, <laughs> thank you so, so much. This was so much fun. Big Matraca to both of you. And the team that made it happen. Thank you so, and so truly, much. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, well, thank, so you. thank you. Likewise. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino with production support from Josie Melendez and Augusto Martinez Delgado of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you like our show, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast or share an episode with a friend. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099